to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. It's September 2, 2009. And this is Auto Thumbs 41. And I'm Chris. I'm Nick Brecken. (laughs) Don't do that. People are already confused. I'm Jake (laughs) Rodgers. No. We should really introduce ourselves. Okay, so I'm Chris Remo. I write for Gama Sutra. I'm in Brecken. I write for Shack News. And I'm Jake Rodkin, and I work at Telltale Games. All right, good. Hey, we're all here. Yes. We should address ourselves with those full titles every time any of us say Hello, anything. Chris Ramo, editor-in-large of Gamma, of at slash or Gamma Sutra. <laughs> dot com. It's dot, proving itself to be a terrible idea. Dot biz dot, museum. <laughs> dot bizium. Yeah. <laughs> That's a competitor to the uh, San Francisco's... Uh, <laughs> the Zium? Zium. Zium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Hey, we're here for Idle Thumbs. Yes. We're we, here for you, Idle Thumbs. We yeah. are. Um, we are going to be at Penny Arcade Expo this weekend in Seattle. And before we kick off the main cast, we would like to inform you that <laughs> this is imp- so important that there's a... The a, Expo siren is yeah. on for this crazy <laughs> yeah. event. Uh, yeah. We are going to be hosting an Idle Thumbs get-together of some sort. Hosting is, a, hosting is a strong hosting word. Hosting is an overly, yeah, an overly no actual. Word. We'll be standing in a corner somewhere, and you can right. find us. No, but if if you guys want to want to meet up with us and some other Idle Thumbs readers, uh, come to the bottom of the escalator of the Seattle uh, Convention Center at five fifteen on Saturday, which yep. is the second day of the show. And um, uh, the address, the actual street, <laughs> the actual street address of this of this location here is seven ten Pike Street in Seattle. And bear in mind that the actual hall itself is not off limits to non-attendees. We've gotten a few questions from uh, oh. some yeah, Seattle we, residents. You who can are, meet on the ground floor of the convention center, and it's yeah, okay, even yeah. if you're not actually going to PAX. So feel free. Uh, so we're going to meet there at about five fifteen. Uh, you know, probably ten fifteen minutes later, around five thirty, we're going to head over about a block away to the Fox Sports Grill uh, at fifteen twenty two Sixth Avenue. Because uh, where else, you know, honestly, would you have an Idle Thumbs yeah. video game podcast? It's pretty much, up? you know, yeah. It's, yeah. If there's one thing that Idle Thumbs is about, it's Fox Sports Grill, right? Uh, so that's where that's where we'll be at about five thirty. Uh, right. We're planning yeah. on maybe giving away some games, some Steam codes, maybe some physical games, and definitely some computer and video games will be given away, right? Uh, but Just not not not, compu- not, not computer video and video games, games magazine or dot com. Not, not dot com. <laughs> also, video games Rodkin will not be given away. No. <laughs> um, also, some people asked if it was okay to go to this place if you're under 21 because it's a bar. It is because it's not only a bar; it's also a restaurant. It's a family establishment. It's a grill. They have sports there. Yeah. So Fox I guess sports. Fox sports specifically. Uh, For packs, they're converting it to an esports bar, though. So it'll be <laughs> that would be amazing. It'll be pro that would Starcraft be and CS matches. Yeah. Uh, with a with a conservative bias, right? <laughs> so uh, so that's what we're doing. It'll be cool. Um, we we know at least some people are coming. We've gotten some some pretty uh, solid confirmation. We hope we hope uh, enough people will come that it'll be cool. We hope you will come. Yeah. We hope you'll we hope. right now 
three days before the show, book a flight to Seattle just to go <laughs> yes. to the grill because PAX is sold out. You could just move there if that's too inconvenient. <laughs> PAX might be sold out, but the Idle Thumbs meetup. There's enough room in our hearts for you. <laughs> Um, and, uh, also, uh, one thing to keep in mind, hopefully by the time you hear this or quite soon thereafter, uh, this information will be etched in, in something more approximating stone on idlethumbs.net on our new blog section, which should be active any moment now. Uh, assuming we get it done tonight, assuming we, uh, yeah, stay up late enough for that to happen. So go there and we should have that information written down in a convenient format for you to print out or email to yourself or something. And then we'll hopefully see you on Saturday. All right. So that's PAX. Uh, moving on. Video games. Video games. Video games. We do a podcast about that called Idle Thumbs. Here we are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Have you guys played anything? I've been, well. We've I've, all been sort of floundering in the land of slightly too old to be relevant, but we're going to talk right. about a little bit of that right now anyway. Yeah, just I guess to, we are. Well, just mm. for a second. We could, we could. Yeah. You could talk about Mass Effect. I could talk about that. Because that's, mean, you know, the ongoing saga of you playing that game. Did you play? Did you start a new character? Did you start over again? Well, I did. I think I said that last week. No, no, I, I meant since last second week. time, though, right? I thought uh, maybe you'd re-rolled again. Your third character, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends if you mean, like, this year or just total. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. No, so you're back playing as your sniper character again. I right the the one that I that I'd started and got, oh, gotten frustrated with. I think last week I said I was going to start a. Oh no, I I did start a, a soldier. Yeah, and then you abandoned week, him again for the sniper I, because it was too much to bear. It was just the thought of going of playing through that beginning section for a third time in in the span of just a few weeks was very uh, was very disheartening, and so I decided, fuck it, I'm going to bite the bullet. Uh, You're going to snipe your way through this. Snipe my way through with this horrible, horrible sniper rifle. Uh, so I've been doing that. I, I've just been pumping enough points into the sniper rifle skill and and putting enough mods on my stupid gun to make it not, you know, just completely useless. Uh, I can. It's it's weighting now, it down. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I carry around a tripod. Yeah. Uh, it's I can basically shoot a guy with it now without it just swinging all over the screen. Um, so that's cool. Um, I have come to a to an observation though. That has been frustrating me about Mass Effect that I think is at the root of a lot of my other frustrations. I mean, some of the things in this game are just badly balanced. I mean, we've gotten enough feedback to be pretty confident that some boss battles are just really poorly balanced. And It's a badly balanced boss battle. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to, uh, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like the butter battle. And the uh, some classes are just... just uh, not not very equivalent in terms of overall effectiveness. But also, there's sort of an unfortunate thing in Mass Effect, which is that pretty much every category you can put points into, be it uh, weapon effectiveness, uh, shields, health, um, conversation, conversational ability, uh, hacking, you know, electronics, damping, I, I forget which, which are Everything all which. Everything shooting. <laughs> Well, every, I mean, everything really is good and fun and useful to have. I mean, yeah. none of those, you know what I mean? They're, they're all sort of throughout the game. There are plenty of opportunities to use all of them, which, which in one sense is good. The problem is the only ones that actually help you get through the game in any meaningful way are the combat ones, yeah. which are basically shooting and shields and health. And, and I don't know, I guess if you use a lot of biotics, the, that, the ones related to those. But my point is that they've got this whole really well-constructed conversation and dialogue system. As far as I'm concerned, I think all of the, um, uh, the, uh, Paragon and uh, Renegade stuff, which is sort of, you know, vaguely parallel to the, the good or evil system in, in other RPGs. I think that stuff is great. I think it's a really good take 
on a, a pseudo morality system and it works really well. And I really enjoy getting all those other options to open up in the conversations and, and having that have an, an impact on the way my character interacts with people. The problem is none of that stuff has any impact on the game at all. Right. Uh, it doesn't, you can't use those skills to go and talk your way out of a major fight, maybe in some of the smaller goofy side quests, but you, there's no sense right. you can't, that you can't play through the A story with that actually right. as your character. Right. right. If your character is a really smooth talker, that's not reflected at all in the, in the actual overall narrative of the game. But the ladies go crazy for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, actually. Oh. Uh, maybe. Uh, so basically, these are. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start over again now. Yeah. Damn it. Basically, um, what? Nick? Well, they're, they're they're secondary abilities, but they're weighted as if they were primary abilities in a way. Yeah, exactly. They take just as many points to yeah. to to beef up as your as your important abilities, but there isn't. But it's an frustrating that those style. aren't simply primary abilities in the sense that in a game like Fallout, where you can right, like Fallout One in simply, particular. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you know actually get through a, a you know entire block of, of the game just by talking your way through it or uh right so yeah and yeah, that's disappointing i mean it's i don't know i in some way i can see that might be the result of the developer going okay we have all of this combat in the game right we want them to play through it as opposed yeah, to skip it but i mean i think too most, bad the combat is the lame part of this i know game. i know <laughs> right i think most people who play mass effect are going to shoot their way through want it. to play the combat yeah. yeah i mean i think it takes it takes a specific person to person and yeah. it's probably a slightly more hardcore rpg gamer especially a pc rpg gamer who's yeah. going to want to try and talk their way through it yeah and then yeah. when it's not supported that is kind of disappointing see that's that's fair enough the problem with that is that you do end up getting these other classes mm -hmm. that you feel like shouldn't be the combat classes the problem is the game doesn't really allow mm -hmm. especially well, that's what for, i'm saying but i mean it's just the argument of well bioware wants you to have to you know you know that either they want to put all the action stuff on display because that's sort of what the game was about when they were right. selling it but uh, i forget what i was saying well, well I, I understand what you're saying about most people want to, and that's fine oh, if no, they no, actually well, want I mean, to make I, a game structured around that we are i i stopped talking halfway through but we are making the same oh, okay. point just i mean yeah there, there's a there's a certain type of person who is going to want to play in an unsupported way and it's frustrating that they they give the people who specifically know to seek that sort of thing out what looks like the option to right. do it, and right. then uh, and then don't. But then don't, yeah. In addition to that, though, the actual class systems themselves, like not just the skills, but the actual classes, mm -hmm. they say like you can play this sniper class, but then they don't. You basically just have to play it like a soldier with a mm -hmm. shitty gun that you have to sort of just compensate for by pumping so many points right. into sniper okay. rifles that it just essentially almost attracts your ability. You know, I basically my shields and health are suffering drastically because I'm putting a lot of points into sniper rifles, but I also just cannot bring myself not to pump all this all that stuff into conversation just because of my own personal. Which right. and you could argue that's that's my fault and that's fair enough. But it's it's frustrating to me that the game has no other end of the scale where I can balance that yeah. out. Well, they're you gonna know, yeah I, when they're gonna allow for options like that they should really make sure that they're balanced the, right the because game at that point supports it, yeah. yeah at that point you're not receiving the same experience as somebody else who played through it on soldier and and you know had no problems uh even and, though you and, have to complete the exact same task right, right right so it's you know entirely detrimental yeah but. there isn't really any any bonus right exactly just doing that yeah. unless you're just into it but uh and it's it's too bad because i always feel like western rpgs are always the type of RPG that sh that traditionally do allow that kind of thing, and that you know what I mean. I I think certainly when you look at a game like Dragon Age, just speaking of of Bioware, I mean, as much as we were dumping on that game early on, what I've seen of it does seem like it's much more of that kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. where you do have more of that freedom to go to to attack these different situations in drastically different ways. And I'm hoping Mass Effect Two 
will uh yeah 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 maybe go for i don't know it seems like they're they're going for choice as a big deal in that game so yeah we'll see um mass effect yeah. there's that yeah. uh let's see what else have we been playing we've all been playing this I've... iphone game spider oh yeah we should talk about that it's like three dollars is it still only three dollars yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's a few bucks. dollars yeah. it's definitely the amount of money where you don't really need to think about it and it's pretty fun jake you've probably played it the most yeah i have but i mean dude I was going to say who actually was the there were the people behind it, but I have okay, already well, forgotten I'll look that up right now, and you can All talk right. about it. It's people who are known for things because they're real, and uh, I can't remember who it is. <laughs> okay, well, what about the game? Uh, it's an iPhone game. It's probably one of the few non sort of like puzzle puzzly games that I've played that actually feels like it's worth playing on an iPhone versus right. like right. maybe yeah, this yeah. was supposed to be played with a mouse or on a DS or something like that. Yeah. Um, in this game, you are, I mean, it actually feels like the iPhone interface might be the most ideal interface for this game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Which is it's, quite it rare. Definitely yeah. Is. yeah I can't imagine it's, playing it's, it. In a, in a yeah. Way. It feels yeah. like it's an actual iPhone game, which is nice. Uh, you play as a spider, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, it's, it's, Definitely casual in style. I mean, you crawl around uh, the sort of perimeters of objects in a house, uh, and then you can jump from place to place, leaving web. And if you join, if you join web trails into a shape, it fills in with like a full, you know, sort of spider web pattern, which insects can then fly into. Uh, if you eat them, you get extra webs. So the the idea is to clear a level uh, while also maintaining uh, without running out of web. At which point, your spider starves to death and dies. And you can do things where. Um, if you can lay a bunch of a bunch of traps out and then go from uh, and then jump from web to web and collect all the insects that you've gathered sort of sort of cleverly uh it has multipliers and all sorts of things but oh, nice. uh the the play control is really nice you just sort of click and hold uh or click and hold you sort of touch the screen and move your finger around on it and the spider will sort of chase your hand walking on the on the uh, like the worms on the nearest control. wall sort of like worms yeah and then if you uh flick your finger the spider will jump in that direction but yeah. that's a really satisfying mechanic it is it really it's, is it's it really is. satisfying it's kind of i like how fast the spider moves i mean it's just kind of <laughs> yeah no it's well, like inherently goofy well what's cool is that i mean it i mean this it, it sounds like self-evident spider. but it's really yeah. <laughs> it's really well tuned like the it faster is, you yeah. flick it the faster it goes and it's very very well right, it balanced. feels right it goes where yeah. you want which yeah. is nice um it's just it's surprisingly good oh man randy smith worked on this game yep Okay, so he's a real guy. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Smith has worked on a ton of stuff. Is he no longer at EA? Yeah, he must not no longer be at EA. Yeah. But uh, he's worked on a bunch of games. I think he worked on... Um, I feel he's like a it's, looking glass guy, if you're curious. Yeah, he, right. He's ex-looking well, glass. Right. And um, so, yeah, Thief, System Shock 2, Other Thief, and My Sims. Right. <laughs> so he's a real dude. Uh, and I feel like the at this point, I've kind of exhausted, I think, the main novelty of the game mm-hmm. but it, but it is so well constructed that i still go back and play like a level of it you know just one right. level You'll of just it open every... it up every now and then and yeah. spider around yeah. yeah it's it's nice to be playing a game on an iphone that has a game control mechanic and i'm you know that isn't peggle or uh like a scrabble game or something yeah right it's yeah. nice to be moving a character around using the uh, conventions of iphone controls in a way that is fun yeah, yeah. And I should say, I'm not at this point. I'm very much not a fan of most iPhone games. Yeah. So, I mean, it's there's not, not. There's not a whole lot on there. Yeah. And so the the fact that I, I really enjoyed this one, I don't know, maybe yeah. suggests it's it's pretty good. Um, yep. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, oh, also, just if it's the sort of thing that you're into, one other thing that's kind of cool about Spider is all the. Uh, every screen's uh, or every sort of level's background is a single full piece of art. It's mm. a huge chunk of a house. Like it's the kitchen or whatever oh, or yeah. the living room. But. Uh, 
as you play through the game, just sort of through things that you find when you go inside a drawer or pictures on the wall or things like that, there is a sort of there is a sort of narrative of why the house that you're in is empty and why why no one's there anymore that cool. you can sort of discover as you play the game. So if if you like that sort of thing being woven into a, a casual spider, it's yeah. got that. And on, and on that note, the full name of the game is Spider: The Secret of Bryce Manor. Yeah, which you might need to know because I bet there are multiple games that include the word spider. Yeah, like don't, spider solitaire. You might find spider solitaire. Yeah. I think I also an awesome game, game however. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if the iPhone one's any good, but yeah. I played Spider Sol there for years in college. It was ridiculous. I got really good at that game. Like, really, really good. I could beat more than 50% of any random, of all random games on expert level. I was hardcore at Spider Solitaire. All right. So, <laughs> just saying. I just, you know, I. I wow. Uh, Man, I did. discovering new things about Chris Remo every podcast. <laughs> Are you? Are you really? Yeah. Uh, well, I eventually you'll cross the cross the threshold of you, things. You, you know, you'll you wish you didn't. <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll you'll sort of cross the line into oh god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just just keep asking. Keep asking <laughs> I questions. Think I'm gonna eventually ask questions. run out of safe topics. Oh well, yeah, I'm a little. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. You thought it was just card games, <laughs> packaged Windows casual games. So you have no idea. Uh, what am I talking about? Um, oh, spiders. Yeah. Uh, what else have we been playing? Uh, I played some gratuitous space battles. Oh yeah, gratuitous space battles. What yes. a weird, what a weird thing. Yeah, that's the name of the game for people who aren't. Yeah, uh, it's gratuitous. Two dimensional, right? Battles. Yeah, it is. It's it really nice kind of two dimensional. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. Yeah, it needs to be well, fleshed out. So, what bit. is gratuitous space battles? Is it it's, presumably it contains. It does it contain <laughs> gratuitous space battles. Oh man, um, what style of game is this though? It's basically, uh, God, if you took a game like Galactic Civilizations and ripped out. The whole uh, galactic part and well, just you made know what it, it. So you just get civilization. You know what it looks like to me? I mean, I haven't played it Why? and I haven't seen any videos, but just the screenshots, it looks like the melee component from Star Control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's which all was of those games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, and it's basically that, but you have no control over, over any of the ships. So it's a cutscene. <laughs> it's <laughs> what? It's a game where you fight other ships, so you have no control over any of the you ships. Have no what do you control do? or any of the what ships. Do you, what do you it do? Is, it is, it is, it's like simply a, it's like a gratuitous space battle. Wait, so you just watch this is, game play? It is like a soccer team manager. You, oh, you oh, put, oh. you build the ships. You, you, you put out, you, you know, you, you actually sort of script them in a way that it gives you several really? orders. Is it like you can, Final Fantasy 12? Uh, I didn't play Final Fantasy 12. But, but so you, it, it, it's, it's the sort of game that where you build up your army and give them a few orders and then watch everything unfold. Right. Yeah. You press, I mean, you, you press play. You say and, like this. This thing yeah. should target frigates and it should, you know, coordinate with this ship and these fighters are attached to this thing. And, yeah. And then you, you know, I mean, all of the ships. It's actually incredibly complex. Maybe too complex. Uh, but I mean, really, that's the opposite of what I expected from those screenshots. This game had like postage stamp style screenshots. Yeah, that just looked basically like little ships fighting around. Right. So this is nothing like Star Control. Mm, probably no. no. <laughs> okay, um, I was totally wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, every ship hull has you know hard points on it, and then there are like a million things you can put on them, and you unlock more things as you win battles, and that's basically it. Um, it's it's just making your ships and customizing them for the you know. Is it fun? You know, <laughs> it it wasn't at first because it's it's kind of poorly balanced at the moment because the first fight you I mean they give you default ships if you just spend all of your available resources and just put in all of those default ships and hit play 
you lose every time. Like there, there's no like right. there's no ramping up to, yeah, to right. this game. I yeah. mean, it, you, you kind of expect there to be the first easy level. There's no first easy level. It's just it's, it's a gratuitous uh, space battle. It's gratuitous. It's 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 gratuitous. Yeah, you die. Um, once you once you determine that uh, that you need to like you know have like a, a something that knocks out shields on this ship and and then have this guy coordinate with this one and do I mean. Once you sort of figure out that that you can win, uh, then it becomes easy. So I don't know. Is sounds it fun? like a sounds like a certain game Nick and I have been playing. That, uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't even talk oh, about no, it. Oh no, you shouldn't. You right. shouldn't. Well, anyway, oh, what are you guys playing? Nothing. No, okay. So anyway, anyway, what, uh, speaking of Star Control. Well, anyway, are you done with the Space Battles? Um. Yeah. I, well, I guess I should probably. I, I mean, I, I think people should check it out. Although it was one of those things where we talk about pricing a lot and. Uh, uh-huh. I'm fairly liberal about you know handing out my dollars, but this game is twenty dollars to play the beta, and it's it, yeah. But you get the real the game later, right? You get the, you get the real game, but e- even then, uh, I don't know. Twenty dollars is a lot for what you're getting here. So uh, you know, if if it sounds like something that's it up sounds here, like some dudes would love it, and everyone else will be bad. That's what I I don't want to I don't want to say go out and buy this game because it's really great. It's just like Homeworld because it's not. It's just a <laughs> thing where you're putting you know. Weapons on ships and then hitting play and then seeing it's what It's like happens. if you were programming the AI from Homeworld. <laughs> yeah, basically, right. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, if you're doing all the hard work and, and not being able to control anything or make anything explode, uh that's the game. But that's so, cool. I mean it's just weird. I'm actually sort of I'm enjoying it actually. A yeah. designed simulation basically. That's interesting. Yeah. By the way, speaking of things you can pay for the beta of and play, I like. The, is this? Are you going to segue to the same thing you were going to segue no, to no, earlier? No, totally oh, okay. Uh, I thought that was going to be awesome. A weird like false no. branching path. <laughs> no, I got I got segs coming out my ass. So I can seg left, <laughs> seg right. Uh, so anyway, uh, a game that Street I talked pizza. about, a game that I talked about uh, a couple months ago, I think. Um, uh, a reckless disregard oh, yeah, for right. gravity. Oh yeah. Uh, this game has now been added to Steam as yeah. a pre-order and will be released. Tomorrow, I think September third. So, um, if you buy it before then, if you somehow listen to this and decide to buy it before then, uh, you get that game, and you also get uh, Digimon Games' previous game, a wonderful, the wonderful end of the world, which is kind of a, it's very much a a, a Katamari kind of clone, but it's fun, and a lot of people really liked it. Um, it, was, it was quite well well received for what it was. Uh, so you get two games for like thirteen dollars or something. I mean, mm. it's. Not very expensive. Um, and I, I highly recommend A Reckless Disregard for Gravity. I talked about it earlier this year, and I, I yeah, really enjoyed it's it fun. quite a bit. Jake, did you play it as well? I just played it for like 20 minutes at your, yeah. on your computer. It's, and uh, died a lot, but enjoyed crazy skydiving. Yeah, you didn't start from the beginning, so it was tough. No, for the, I was yeah. destroyed. But it, it's the good. game has a pretty good learning curve. It's got a, it's eases you into it. It's, it's a base jumping game. You basically, it sounds really. It even when you look at the screenshots, it even looks kind of stupid. I mean, you you jump off of a building and just just hurdle at high speed down to a landing pad when you where you you uh, deploy your parachute and then land. And then on the way, you've got to skirt quite close to buildings and rack up high scores and get multiplayers. And it's uh. Just really fun. There, there, more and more mechanics get added on as you go, but it's pretty gradual. You unlock more levels. It's, uh, it's a really simple concept, but it's done really well. And the game has a really awesome, like really brash, crazy indie style to it. That's, I think, incredibly well pulled off. It's, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it's a very goofy, weird game, but in a really kind of specific, like punk kind of way. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's, it's fun. And I would recommend it. And it's not very expensive. And you get two games if you buy it. Maybe kind of sad. 
we, we posted about that game on Shack News and all of the responses were like, man, this game looks like shit. I know. That Matrix I know. code. Man, somebody make this in like two minutes. It I looks know. like ass. It's, it's really disappointing to see that because if you play the game, it's, re- it's really, and I think you can probably still get the free, the free alpha build bit demo. I mean, you can probably still download that. I don't know if it's still. Probably, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's true. It's not like a, you know, graphical beast, but it, it, not really intended to be. I mean, right. when you play it, you really can get a sense for for how much the developers enjoyed making it, and, and sort of how many cool little touches are put into it here and there, even in weird places. It's, I think it's, I think the game's got a great sense of style, and it's just, it's just not the one most video games have. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's really cool, and it does break my heart to see to see those responses because, <laughs> yeah, what are you totally do? getting shortchanged. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm going to tell people about it on the Out of Thumbs podcast. There you go. And then the game's going to be a big success, and they're going to give me a medal, <laughs> and I'm going to win. <laughs> Is that, that's probably what's going to happen. I think that's, yeah. 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 Man, Star Control, though. Did you guys ever play that game, like, in the early 90s? Yeah. Star Control 2? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get, do you ever, like, think about games you used to play when you were <laughs> younger and that are old now, like, almost 20 years old, and just get, like, overwhelmed with, like, how, like, I don't know, that was, like, a majestic fucking accomplishment on the part of those guys yeah to make a game in those days that was that crazy and complex and cool yeah i don't know it's sort of it's weird to me some of the things that it feels like there there was kind of an inverse like parabola or something that went on with games like that where they kind of just stopped existing and then now i guess you have stuff like sins of a solar empire but yeah even that's not as not as crazy and weird and cool as, as star control 2 for anyone who hasn't played star control 2 you can uh play a freeware version of it called Battle of the Urquan Masters that that is supported by the original developers of the original games who are now toiling in an Activision sweatshop for the rest of time. Uh, but also, they made a cool game one time. You can play it. What am I talking about? I don't Star know. Star Control 2. You're just yeah. rambling here. All right. Maybe I should move on. Oh, I did want to bring up Batman really quickly. Ooh, yeah. the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. Uh-huh. I actually don't really want to talk about it so much <laughs> as I want to... Just say... Well... You want to say Batman a couple times? Yeah. Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah. I'm Batman. <laughs> Do it. I'm Batman. Oh, that was good. Yeah. All right, go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to just maybe ask for opinions about it. So <laughs> what? By the time that we have played it, we we have some reader mail, maybe. Um, because, Weird. Okay. Well, no, I I want to get people's. I I, I I don't know. I think it's a game probably worth talking about. I don't know. I don't really know where my opinion lies yet. But I, you have um, played it. I yeah, I played about two three hours of it. Uh-huh. I'm currently stuck. I'm I'm playing on hard. Are you is, on the Bane fight? I am on the Bane fight, uh, on hard. Uh-huh. It's really hard. Can you adjust the difficulty in it real time? Seems like time? everybody everybody I've Does talked it have to a real goes, time difficulty switch. No. Okay. Um, what does everyone say? <clears throat> well, whenever I say I'm stuck, they say, "Are you on that Bane fight?" Like, <laughs> where the guy runs in the wall, and, then and I'm like, "Yeah," and they go, "Oh, of course," because that's a shitty fight. So, anyway, I don't want to offer an opinion. Because I feel like so. What you're asking is, what do you guys think about the Bane fight? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is you, that actually what you want? Yeah, I don't want to shit on the game, but if other people want to, write in. Well, what about every? No, I, what What about your experiences up until every, the up moment until before the, yeah, Bane yeah, yeah. was spied? You know, I I thought it was so far. I, you know, it's a solid game. I'm not. I'm not like overwhelmed with. Oh man, Batman! It's so good. It's like Bioshock. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting that yet. I probably haven't played long enough. But I, a lot of things that people are going wild about, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's nice, but it's not it's not blowing me away. Because a lot of people are saying this is some some goatee material yeah, here. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, I I think maybe 
I like Batman. You're saying more like goatsy material. <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Go. <laughs> I mean, is that just because people's expectations for a superhero themed video game it's, are are? I I think that's like probably part of it. Three toilets deep in the toilet. I think that's got to be part of it. But I, I also I do think it's a it's it's obviously a pretty solid game. But but I mean I don't know. For instance, the scarecrow section. Everybody seems to be going wild about, it. and I just thought it was yeah, it was it was cool, but uh, just kind of, uh, it's not what I would go you know, right home about. For yeah, it's not. Uh. So anyway, you don't go bananas for the scarecrow. Yeah, <laughs> is that a possible title of this? No, <laughs> no. Okay, good. Bananas for the scarecrow. <laughs> anyway, all right, we well, can I move on. I just, I just, I no, I, I think it's a good game. Um, I, I just, I, I want to see what other people are thinking. Uh, and see if there are any dissenting opinions. I'm just, I'm just interested. I'm interested. Dissenting from you or dissenting from the internet? Both. Okay. Anyone has any opinion at all about Batman? Yeah. Please direct them to. Oh, well, I just, I think the... by that time we'll probably have played it and and yeah. want to know what people think about it. Yeah. Uh, nice questions at idlethumbs.net. Yeah. Uh, or fifty-five wizard on call in hmm. uh, as the Batman or about the Batman <laughs> or to the Batman. Yeah. All of these options are available to you. At 55 Wizard On. Press your 1 for the Batman. <laughs> Press 2 to the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, one thing I did want to mention really quickly uh, for people who have played all the way through it. Uh, tell me... This is so stupid. Tell me how to, it ends. Tell me how it ends, yeah. No, tell, tell me <laughs> if, if, if there are a lot of points in the game where you can skip combat. I'm interested to I'm know. I'm curious about that as well. I'm really curious. Like, if you get detected. I can't believe how lame we're being right now. I know, so it's we're, super we're lame. We're these game journalists. I know, I feel advanced so access to all these video games. I know. Could you guys tell uh, us, like, about the mechanics in this game? I'm I didn't have any curious. time to play this weekend. I know PAX is going to destroy all of that. Right, I know, So, yeah. I, I just want to know. We were know, at BlizzCon because, the weekend before. Yeah. So, so, I've played, you know, two, three hours. I haven't hit a lot of points where I can just skip a bunch of thugs. There seems to be a point where Batman says, I have to clear the room, and then you have to clear the room. And to me, that's kind of disappointing. And that's another reason why I'm just like, it's a good game, but it's not right. what I would think is amazing. So, I want to know if that happens and, and what people think about that specifically. So, anyway, right. moving on. If you would like to produce a podcast <laughs> uh, discussing <laughs> yeah. Batman Arkham yeah, Asylum, exactly. <laughs> uh, please feel free to do so. Yeah. We're going to be the Gratuitous Space Battles podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe we're going to take a break. Okay. Video game. And we're back. Batman. Batman. We, we're we not done with Batman, I guess, we decided. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we're never done with Batman. Yeah. I, know. I don't know. I was thinking. We're never done with you. Oh, man. Can't quit <laughs> you, Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so, <laughs> now we're really back. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we're back, Batman. We're, we're back. back, Batman. <laughs> we're back, Batman. We're back, Batman. Hold it back. Mail. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want, we don't want reader mail yet, Batman. <laughs> Man, Why not? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Batman really loves reader mail, apparently. <laughs> Love like wacky reader mail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he's saying anymore. Batman, you're what's wrong, Batman? Okay, I heard reader mail in anyway. there, so he's still talking about that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, have, have, you guys, have you guys seen the crazy like costume mods people have made for yeah, the PC Yeah, there's version? some pretty good stuff. Yeah. If you like a lot of Batman costume yeah. variants. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know like what any of them are Wait, except for the PC version. Have you not out? seen this? If no, people but the people modded, modded, the modded the demo. Oh, modded Where you can demo. you can have like the Tim Burton or the or the Dark Knight or the Batman Begins, oh, okay. uh, and then suits. all these weird like comic continuity ones right, like, from like three future thing or like maybe maybe a thing Frank Miller did one time, and yeah. also they have. The classic uh, gray and blue 60s Batman. Yeah. No, nice. With like the, the gold uh, little belt and all that crap. Yeah. It's pretty good. And I was thinking it would be pretty sweet and rad 
if someone were to figure out how the uh like audio file structure works and make an Adam West mod for this. Right. Like, so like the Batman barks become uh, right. yeah. Adam West things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were talking amazing. about this the other day and how awesome it would be to also get the sixties horn hits in there. Yeah, exactly. Every so time to you add, punch in, a guy, add into the punch bank. Yeah, oh so like God. it would sort of, if there were, you know, like the, the 10 or 15 uh, regular fist and foot impact sounds that every now and then it would go, boom, yeah. Yeah. that like, Oh, that'd be so good. If you were yeah. really hardcore, you could replace particle effects with, with pow, like, yeah. pow and <laughs> bam and all that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be probably impossible. In between but every cutscene, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. It spins around, but yeah. uh, at least getting getting some uh, Adam West Just swapping speech out in some there. of the sounds would be pretty great. Yeah, yeah it'd be, it would be. If anyone knows how to do this, please email us and maybe we'll we'll try. Yeah. Or just do it and put up a YouTube video. Or just video. do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be that'd be. Just do this work good. for us. We're gonna lazy web that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, people give us a brush of the game. People have figured <laughs> and, uh, yeah, also, <laughs> review it too. Also, could you us? just make a mod for this we're game just too? To sort of crowdsource our Batman coverage here. <laughs> if you guys could just kind of handle this for us, Batman we're kind of a little busy right now. So, can you guys just kind of do the whole Batman thing and right. maybe like link to you or something? Um, we're all actually going to go outside and throw our copies of the game into the street. <laughs> <laughs> so just come over here. Any hard drive which contains yeah. the demo it yeah. is now melting in Chris's microwave as we record this. Okay. But we kept the straight jackets. Well, yeah. We- <laughs> Did you get one of those too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nick and I now have straight jackets with our names embroidered mm. on the back. Yeah. That I don't really know what we're supposed to do with them. Your names are embroidered on the back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like down the sleeve and everything. Is it just your last name? It's first it's like initial and then last reckon. name. Yeah. So we got we got that. Yeah, Idos decided that we should give we those away to cover their game. To packs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool straight jackets with our names be, yeah, on it. <laughs> Idle thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we should have gotten ones that said I thumbs. <laughs> oh man, uh. I thumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. Ignatius. Yeah, I've changed my name too. Yeah, uh, that. Um, I forgot to mention. Um, speaking of idle thumbs, I. Uh, I ordered this crazy peripheral thing for the PC, <laughs> the Novent Falcon. It's like a, it's like a, an aiming device. You use it for PC games. It seems like mainly <laughs> first person. Device. Well, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you use it instead. It does. It may, it, you, you won't miss ever again. I know. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you don't. You I find use, this hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you're a douche. I know. I'm, I'm kind of being a douche because it's probably something. Here's I the thing: do. it's gonna show up at Chris's apartment, and we're gonna come back in like two weeks to record out of thumbs. And I'm gonna walk into the room, and you're gonna be yeah. sitting there playing Portal with this. Right. Going, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm left for dead. I don't know if I am, but maybe you will. Uh, so basically, this is a. It's, You'll be using that voice too. You use it instead of a mouse, and it. Uh, you aim with it it's a little it's you hold either a little just kind of sphere with buttons on it or you attach a like pistol grip to it if you're playing a shooter and you move this thing around on a just like on a plane basically but then in addition to your your horizontal and vertical movement it also adds in like haptic feedback so force well, feedback it, it, and then it tracks translation and rotation right. i mean it, yeah, you, right. it, you know so cuz it's I don't know. It's yeah. it's three points that sort of come out of this sphere that meet in a triangle at your hand. So you can tilt your hand up, down, left, right, and it pushes various things into it. It's weird. Yeah. Look up a picture of it. It's, right? it's it also works as a piece of modern art. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it has the pistol grip coming off. Then it actually looks <laughs> yeah, like right. it should it does, be yeah, it in actually, the moment. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the Novint Falcon. and 
It also it, what like if I guess if there's like uh, like ice or something, it it can somehow it simulate that or something. Like I, I don't know. Like the, well, it doesn't you're picking up an object. Anything. Well, I know, but if like if you're picking up an object and it's, it's yeah, right. It, it, it basically it, properties it has of the like object. proper like a haptic feedback. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you pick up a heavy haptic. object, the it will actually create greater resistance. So it's actually more difficult for you to move yeah. that object up. Things like that. And I mean, games have to have to support it specifically. So all of Valve games support it. Um, the penumbra games. The penumbra games. Fear. Uh, I mean, a whole there's a whole list of stuff. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, but um, it comes actually with the orange box and penumbra because mm. um, Valve, I guess, really likes this thing. So suck on that, Nick. <laughs> um, but anyway, the thing that I wanted to bring up is like a year. What? Clearly, it was not on their high priority list. Well, they've been, they've been adding their <laughs> games to it over time for a while now. So anyway, uh, it's cool. Hopefully, I haven't. I haven't gotten mine yet. I ordered it. Should be coming in a couple of days and. We Hilariously, sweet stuff. Yeah, I contacted the the Novint people, and they set it up set us up with a discount code that you can use and get twenty percent off if you decide to buy this wacky thing yourself. And the code is the Wizard, and that's just one word. So if you go to Novint's site and put this in your cart, the bundle with the pistol grip, uh, it, and you put in the Wizard and you press redeem code, you'll get twenty percent off. And I've tested it and it works. So have fun with that weird thing that somehow yeah is real. Uh yeah, moving on. Moving on to you guys want to move on to reader mail. Reader mail? Yeah. Let's do it. This might be a weird reader mail because <laughs> I think we're going to be reading some amusing anecdotes from people. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Who's to say when reader mail is in control? It's a good question. I don't know. Who is to say? Uh, Mark Roberts writes, Hi, Thumbs. Just wanted to say yours is my favorite podcast. I started listening at number 35, but after that guy wrote in to say he's going to go back and listen to them all, I decided to do that too. All right. So anyway, he says some more stuff about that. Anyway, th- a few thoughts I had in my brain. One, now that Jake <laughs> has, ad- has adopted the name Video Games, have you noticed how the podcast theme song is like Chris singing an ode to him? It's like, <laughs> some- it's like something out of Army of Two. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Two, isn't a community coordinator what Obama used to be? Jake for president. All right. Three. Creepy email. I know. Did you know if you add G to the end of Jake's last name, it gives him a great porn star name? No, this doesn't doesn't work for Nick Breckhong or Chris Remog. On rereading, maybe this email is too focused on Jake. (laughs) Weird. God. Anyway, keep up the good four. work. What size clothes does Jake wear? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Mark, forum name. I came from Kajuju. Uh, okay, so that's that's good. How did you like that, Jake? I am confused and scared. <laughs> Please read the next email. <laughs> Quickly. All right, so... so <laughs> George writes, hey, Video Gam et al. I was interested in the discussion regarding the Novaria section of Mass Effect because I worked as a QA analyst at Bioware, <laughs> and I covered the Novaria for the PC version of the game. And the stories I could tell about Dear Benezia, but seeing as I'm still working in the industry, I'll keep my NDA'd mouth shut. I can tell you a funny story from my Bioware days, though. Bioware is an amazing place to work, and if it weren't so far from my family, I'd still be there. Ray and Greg, the CEOs, are great hands-on bosses. You can get a chance to talk to them over breakfast in the cafe, or just bumping into them in the hallways. They're always around. That being said, one time I, go- I went into the third floor crapper to slash out a quick wizard. Walking in, it was clear something was wrong. A near-incapacitating odor slapped me in the face as soon as I stepped in. Of course, some delightful coworker had taken a wood cabin of a dump and decided to leave the stall door open, and the John on 
flush so I could just pa- bask in its flatulent glory. I urinated quickly and headed out, but just as I'm opening the door, who do I see walking in? Greg Zestchuk. All I could do as a lowly QA guy was mutter under my breath, it wasn't me, as he passed me by. <laughs> I don't want to say that giant dub is the reason I'm not a bioware anymore, but it might explain the company-wide email sent out later that week with regards to bathroom conduct. Maybe you could write a song about the ba- bathroom at Bioware. Best, George. P.S. Your show's excellent. All right. So there's a story. One time yeah. a dude took a huge poo at Bioware and, and Greg Zestrak <laughs> was there. Two and other so people saw guy. it. Yeah. <laughs> so now you guys know. Man, that was a scatological email to the max. Yeah. Yeah. Even his metaphors were right. full of poo. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that he calls it a log cabin. Though. I know. Yeah. So goddamn good. Good. gross. Yeah. Uh, Brend- uh, Brendan Petrachek. Man, did you guys remember? Did you guys ever remember that, that book, Everybody Poops? No, Chris. Nick, right, okay, Nick turned in, you, you had like you had like a chimpanzee comedy movie reaction shot where you sort of leaned back in your chair and covered your face with your hands. I don't know. You looked like a trailer chimp like from a comedy just, movie. Yeah. All right, Nick wanted to cut, cut me off of the, the past there, so I'm gonna the, yeah. stop. I'll stop. Okay, Brendan Petrick. All those poo jokes, I don't thumbs. No, that's not what I was. I was you guys remember that book? Well, do not you? poo. <laughs> It's a really well-known book. I'm not. It's not. No. Yes, all right. we all know the book, Chris. It's, it's highly respected. It's <laughs> okay. It won a prize. All right. Bender, Brendan Petrachek writes: the discussion of Time Donkey and whether it was real or not reminded me of something that happened a few years back. Oh, this is awesome. Sometime in 2007, an unannounced <laughs> preview from Jake. Yeah. Uh, so. An unannounced DS game showed up on a Nintendo of Japan release list. Its name was Wander Donkey. It was actually just a Donkey Kong game game king of swing that everybody already knew about but it ended up suffering through some hasty translation wonder donkey hilariously due to the automated information plugging nature of websites a bunch of game profiles were created i believe those sites actually made fixes to their news articles when they realized their mistake but the game profiles stuck as a result various aggregators of search of such information generated even more pages just do a web search for wonder donkey and we'll see what i mean some friends of mine and i thought this was kind of funny <laughs> so we decided to make a wikipedia page linking the reputable ign GameSpy, and GameSpot profiles the entire back <laughs> background story was fabricated and toes was picked uh, toze was picked as the rumored developer just because they seemed like the sort of developer that would do a wander donkey game we added a few bullshit links with all the necessary stuff to make it look somewhat official and it's been sitting there ever since i guess i'm kind of blowing the lid on our lame little joke but i thought you guys might appreciate it brendan yeah that's rad i i went and i went and yeah, checked out this page you want to yeah. hear a little bit about wander donkey, yeah go ahead uh, as made up by this guy who just wrote in yeah uh wander donkey is a graphic adventure for the Nintendo DS. It was originally announced uh, February 2007. Uh, originally as Wander Donkey DS. This game takes place in the fictional city of Daram, a small oasis in the middle of an unspecified desert around the year 995 AD. I love that he just made all this crap <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I know. This is amazing. The, the game protagonist is Wander, a donkey who is in search of his true parentage <laughs> after being exiled once his lineage comes into question by the village elder. <laughs> Uh, his, the village elder, elder Tala. On his journey throughout the desert and surrounding territories, Wander begins to discover the odd mystery of his missing history and seeks to help other people he encounters along the way, which is sourced. It's sourced to uh, a reference down at the bottom, which is some article on nindori.com, which it's I, a, I think it's a Japanese language Which is a site. Japanese language site that no one from Wikipedia <laughs> bothered to actually try and translate. Right. And it's blatantly not at all about Wander Donkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is amazingly good. Yeah. I wonder the if the Wander Donkey is one of the incarnations of the Time Donkey. You know what I mean? Who got stuck Hopefully, back into right, this game yeah. is localized into Japanese. It's released as something that translates directly to Wander Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, don't you guys remember Wander and the Colossus? There must be something yeah. about this. That... So maybe it's Shadow Donkey. 
Sure, yeah. I like well. I like that that I, Donkey Kong King of Swing. Like I, I like Donkey? how yeah, yeah you can yeah. sort of see what's going on there. You know, right, yeah. Donkey Kong and then swing, the swing, like so swinging, moving, wandering. I don't really know, but but you can sort of like the little threads are sort of apparent. This is amazing, also, by the way. This article apparently has never been nominated for deletion. It probably will now, unfortunately, because this guy outed it on Reader. <laughs> right, right, right. Although there have been, but there have been a lot of there edits. have been requests for box art logo and screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So a lot of anticipation. So just no Wander Donkey. It's hotly anticipated. It's been. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. There you, you go. go. Three years of development for, for the news, DS. That's pretty. It's pretty news, epic. Previews, epic screenshots of Wander Donkey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dami. Uh, oh my God. I'm sorry already. Uh, Dami Onafawakowin. Oh, I'm so sorry. You okay. son of a bitch. He he writes. I was listening to the last podcast when I heard you guys talking about Mass Effect. Uh, he was a big fan of, of the PC version of the game and a big KOTOR and KOTOR 2 fan. Um, he says, I'm totally loving this game so far. I'm 15 hours in and can't wait to play it every day. I even enjoy the combat missions. Um, your discussion on the game lingered a bit on the different theories about the sky and the Presidium level of the Citadel, with one person thinking it was a hologram and the other thinking it's an artificial atmosphere. I'd like to establish here, uh, I, Chris Remo, thought it was a projection and Nick thought it was an artificial atmosphere. Right. So just setting that up. Uh, while the digital, <laughs> <laughs> just just laying, uh, all I'm doing here is just Who's making to say sure what we're talking about that. Yeah, right. This is, this is a little, uh, uh, so he goes on to say, while the digital tour guide makes no reference to it, it does actually state in your codex slash journal that is a holographic projection with an artificial day night cycle. You just got owned, Nick. You just by got fact honed by reality. You sure he's not reading? You better that from, like, check yourself. Page. But, no, because like four people emailed <laughs> in, uh, in about this. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that would be the best, best yeah. thing in the entire world. <laughs> he Source this, Nindori. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's what Wonder I'm thinking, right? Wikipedia page. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, he goes on to say, Mass Effect I'm going to go edit the, the Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Who's fact, to say that, you know? <laughs> Mass Effect is one of the most well-realized sci-fi worlds I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. And all the dialogue, uh, from giving a news interview to defending the Normandy's cost to an overzealous admiral, just makes for compelling gameplay. I also like how the choices are a little more nuanced, and sometimes you're not sure what's the good or evil choice. I can't wait for the sequel, and I'm not even done with the first one. Keep up the great job, and God bless Demi. P.S. I'm doing my first playthrough as a soldier, and I feel like I'm missing out on the biotics a little. What character class are you playing through as? Well, like I said, I'm playing through as the dumb, dumbass sniper. Uh, Nick, you played yeah. through as a soldier, right? Yep. Yeah. Also, the stuff that this guy identifies as the best parts of the game, I fully agree with him. Um, I think all the stuff like these sort of just inserting you into the middle of this military command structure and just having you go straight into these conversations where you've got to immediately start defending your decisions and things like that, I thought were awesome. Really well done. Yep, that's cool. There's a great news interview <clears throat> where you get interviewed by someone and you have to either – you can very much like sway oh, yes, the, the sort of obviously hawkish uh, yeah. news interviewer over to your side – or you can just be an asshole, right. or you can uh, say sort of things of the other theoretical political uh, ideology yep. that that would sort of turn this person against you. It's really cool. There's like three kind of discrete uh, ways you. You can know guide what I wish this game was actually. I wish you were space cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> as is opposed that, to a is space that like soldier. time cop, RoboCop? No, as opposed to a space soldier, I wish you were a space cop. You wish you were a member of CSEC. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Because then you could just be solving these problems, but it wouldn't be like you're saving the world. You're just kind of you know saving the universe or the galaxy. Uh, well, I guess. right, yeah. Saving so you actually space. you wouldn't be saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you would say, I guess you just, maybe save individual worlds. Yeah. You maybe don't want to get your saving yeah. threshold too far beyond a that, world. They'll save yeah. that for, like, the third space cop when uh, the president of space is like, there's only one man for this job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You're the John McClane of space. Space cop. Space cop two. Space cop three. The world space harder. Space harder. Yeah. Yeah. Space cop three, the world is yours. Yeah, or space, space cop three, space lord. Yeah. Space cops. Space boss. <laughs> lord of space. Space boss, the lord space of space. Man. A space cop adventure. <laughs> <laughs> In space, yeah. tales of space. Cop. Then they've got the DS version, like spaced out, which is little like cartoon game <laughs> yeah. for babies. The exclamation point! Yeah. yeah, space cop trouble in space. Imagine space cops. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I um, Imagine. So I've, I have been enjoying Space Cop. Uh, Nick, you you, tr- you started over right recently. Yeah. You in fact you tried to play it as the sniper. You tried to play a sniper cop. I did. I did try to play as a sniper cop. Uh, I, I you was, weren't hardcore enough, right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't pass the training. Yeah. <laughs> no, but genuinely, you did try, right? I, I mean, did. Well, I tried. We're not just, we're not just bullshitting this. I tried, this. and Nick then I heard did. your voice in the back of my head going like, you know, this sort of like, well, man, I couldn't, I just got so frustrated, I quit. And then and then I sort of snapped back into reality, and I decided that if I kept going, Space I might, Cop. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, no. And so I- People I, probably think you're making all of this up right now. <laughs> I probably, but that's what happened. Yeah. I just, I could not go through like six hours of that, and then- Yeah. Uh, have to switch back. Okay, so let's see what other kind of email we have here. Um, uh, B.W. Diedrich, right? That's a cool name. Right, Steer Idle Thumbs, you guys are great. I like your podcast. That said, I'm worried about Nick Brecken. He's gone from Mr. Quiet Dude on the podcast who has interesting stuff to say to the new angry fuck a turret Nick. I hope that his personal... <laughs> Nick fuck a turret Brecken. <laughs> well, I like that that it's angry, then in quotes, fuck a turret, then Nick. So angry is your first name and yeah, Nick right. is your last Just name. Just call me angry. <laughs> Uh, I hope that his personal life is going well and he is happy. I mean, I have no issues. <laughs> I love with when we get saying. emails like this. I know, but, this is you nice. Know, I'm creepily worried about the emotional state of this guy. I don't know, but I listen to every week on a podcast about video games. Also, my girlfriend does not play video games, save for an emulated version of Kirby Pinball for the original Game Boy and an emulated version of Bust a Move, does not listen to gaming podcasts and thinks games are silly, and yet she can make the baboo bird noise at appropriate times and can sing the Idle Thumbs theme song. So that's pretty cool. He sounds like he's trained his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And yet she can make the baboo bird noise at the appropriate right. time. That's exactly right. Even says, all the parties where this is relevant. He actually she's, says, she's says, she can make the baboo bird noise at, a, at the appropriate time to make me laugh. So it's even oh. more that she's trained to wow. Uh, wow. for his amusement. All right. This is creepy. There's not a point to this email. Well, I'm worried hope, about you, guy. Except I hope Nick's okay, and my girlfriend's pretty great, except she moved to Rhode Island for a PhD, and I still live in Oakland. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay. Oh, man! Email like the Facebook of emails. Let's, let's, let's see how many... Can he add a couple more sentences to the end of this to just fully yeah. drive that email off a cliff? No, he reigns it in. Oh. Uh, oh, and if you guys should talk about you guys should talk about books you're reading. If you're the book reading sort, your collective taste in games has borne good fruits in my life. So, and then he has a question mark. So you should share some thoughts on books. Not a regular feature, obviously, but every now and again, perhaps, or maybe just once. If you read this email, this email does not have anything to do with video games. B W Diedrich, B W Diedrich. All right, he spelled it out a little in little yeah. things there. I don't know. Do we want to talk about a book for a second? I just uh, read The Martian Chronicles. Oh, yeah, Martian. We were talking about that on the podcast. Did we talk we? about that on the podcast? Well, already? we didn't. I think we talked about it, and then that inspired you to want to go find it again. Oh, right. Or yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it, having read it, having gone back to it after years? It's an amazing book. Yeah. It's just amazing. I'd like to reread it. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, 
No, no, go ahead. No, we're not going to talk about this, are we? No, no, let's hear it. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, God, just that, that brand of sci-fi where, you, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of... Jake just Jake, Jake is is being a weirdo here. I like where this conversation is gonna go when we when we round the corner to my book and then Chris's. That's okay, all, all right, so. go. Uh-oh. No, go go ahead. Well, anyway, yeah, it's just it's just that it, you know, I mean, uh, just such a great kind of literary novel that isn't you know. Space Marine, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, right, it's, it's, right. That, it's that sort, sort of... Um, it's the weird, much more enigmatic sci-fi where it's, yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah. hazy. I mean, my, my, it is, it's my very, memory of reading that book is very yeah. uh, kind of softer on the edges, of the language if that makes any sense. very uh, lyrical and kind yeah. of uh, descriptive rather, poetic, than, rather than, you know, plot-driven. Um, it's just, I mean, it's it started out as a sec, you know, series of just short stories, and then yeah. you just compiled it into a right into a into a book. But man, it's amazing. It's just, it's really good. Uh, it it kind of makes me sad that that sci-fi today has turned into not that at all. Yeah, it's just space wars. It's space wars. Space cops. Yeah, yeah. There's no like mystery to it. Uh, yeah. most of the well, time. Sci-fi think- has actually been going back up the hill of cleverness in the last few years. Which yeah. is it's nice. getting it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> But it's I actually the- I want to do once we get our blog up I want to do actually a post about Mass Effect that's the Mass Effect that I wanted Mass Effect to be which if I actually get off my ass and do this will be a screenshot gallery of like your favorite little moments from Mass Effect right exactly the ones that if you only saw these screenshots for Mass Effect it would look like a different kind of right. sci-fi that's the kind that I was hoping it would be yeah um, but anyway I'll get to that when I get to it but yeah yeah God Martian Chronicles I should read that I haven't read Martian Chronicles in probably. 12 13 years mm-hmm. and i just i have weird little it's kind of like when when you have memories of when you were a little kid and you just have weird little fleeting yep. memories of little tiny things you know a book you've read a long time ago yeah and marching chronicles is like that for me and one of the the most stirring images for some reason i have of that book is the scene at, was it on was it on mars where they plant all the trees yes. to create all the oxygen yeah. yeah i don't remember what led to this or anything but there's a part in that in that story where all these trees are planted on Mars to create this artificial atmosphere, and there's so many, and it's essentially overforested. And Bradbury, the author, Ray Bradbury, just describes these just waves of oxygen just billowing through the air as these trees just just produce this this incredible amount of this of this life sustaining gas. Except it's so much that it it cre- it's almost suffocating. It's, mm-hmm. it's an extremely powerful image. It's the kind of weird sci-fi stuff that you just don't. It's not well represented these days, but it's extraordinarily no. strange and weird and powerful. Yeah. And I, I should read that book again because Space has become really ordinary now. It's true. That's my problem with, with yeah. Mass Effect and other things like it is that I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's planet sort of a natural like, thing, I suppose, now that space exploration has turned into I think we've talked about this specifically in terms of Mass Effect, though, because yeah. the opening yeah, crawl of Mass have, Effect yeah. is right. just like space travel is is an officially amazing starting like yeah. three years before this crawl. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like and already they found the savior of the galaxy by the end of this game like, <laughs> yeah right three yeah. years or yeah. like a decade yeah. well because the, the yes. problem is mass effect is another one of those games where you come across oh i guess there's this entire whole society of aliens all just hanging out and space is already fully done and so there's none it's of the done. mystery of space because everyone it's else mapped. in the world in the universe has already all figured it out yeah. so by the time you get to space it's just like oh hey what's up we've got a little mcdonald's on venus and like you can swing yep. over to to uh, alpha centauri and we've got a little house there like you know there's no because the, the opening text crawl the mass effect it is awesome it's got this big thing and it's like humanity finally discovered the source of like all space travel the mass effect and it's like this big awesome thing and the music comes up and you see a big 
uh, edge of a planet, and it's really exciting. Yeah. But then, then it like, turns jump out, jump forward two hundred years. <laughs> yeah, now well, it's you know, it turns out when you want to go to another planet, all you have to do is click, right? And then you see a little cut, you see a little like loading screen, and then you're there. Yeah. But it says Mass Effect probably on the loading screen. That's <laughs> when the Mass Effect is taking place. <laughs> <laughs> mass Effect in parentheses. It's this is the Mass Effect part. Yeah. I mean, it might as well just be a game on Earth where you go to a different town on a plane. Like right. there's no, there's nothing <gasps> Mass Effect. <laughs> it's like jazz hands right so it just says the mass effect is the name of the plane it's yeah. like the spirit of st louis yeah and i don't want to act like i'm dumb this is not i mean you hate every, mass effect you know every basically star wars inspired sci-fi does this too it's not like mass effect suddenly crapped it up we need I mean, to have a little, a little classic sci-fi as good uh montage that just bores everyone with three yeah, hours of sorry. us let's move this on jake what have you been reading i <laughs> Uh, I was reading the the Sherlock Holmes book, The Hound of the Baskervilles, oh, yeah. which I enjoyed oh. a lot. I, yeah, yeah. I really hadn't read a lot of Sherlock Holmes other than a couple short stories, and then I read that, and uh, it's a sweet detective story. Um, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than it's a, it's a really good read, and I like finally reading things that are blatantly sort of the root of a tree mm. that over the last 120 years right. sort yeah. of yeah. Yeah. Entire, entire, like, there's a whole genre of books that are, that are yeah. that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and just in time for the movie. Oh man! Oh, God. Boy, does that movie look <laughs> that bad? That looks like such shit. But yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, also that book is, I believe, free because it's old. Yeah, because mm. it's public domain. It's super old. But uh, it's pretty good. It. Uh, I'm just gonna be a a bitch and say that it, it makes me sad <laughs> that uh people don't read that sort of thing anymore. Like I was thinking about that today about um how right now what's really in in, in a lot of movies that are like sort of popular genre films are. Not really being about characters or, I mean, like just a lot of sort of plot, mystery, sort of discovery and exploration are really in in films right now. And that is what a lot of older uh, genre fiction is about in 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 the same way that like you would like Pirates of the Caribbean now. And it it makes me sort of sad that people don't actually read things like like a Sherlock Holmes book at this point uh, and instead probably read way shittier modern genre fiction. Yep. Which I don't know. It was weird reading that book. It just it's like, oh man, this would make an amazing movie that everyone would like right now. Like modern audiences would crap their pants. Instead, we're getting and instead you're like, getting. Uh, was it Danny Boyle? Is he doing it? Am, am I totally bullshitting that? No, uh, no, it's uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, Guy Ritchie, you're right. Ritchie, yeah. Yes, he's doing it. Yeah. Oh my god, featuring uh, like crime will pay uh, Watson, yeah. like brandishing a blackjack or something. Like yeah. what the hell? <laughs> I guess that's what Watson was all about. Yeah. Or he's a surgeon or something. Yeah, he might actually be a mild-mannered surgeon, but yeah. Yeah. crime must pay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I read that book a few months ago. Is that why you read it, or I don't know? Uh, I, I, may, I may be total coincidence. No, I, I got some uh, Project Gutenberg free book reading thing on my iPhone, and then I was just... Sweet. I, was, I found some anthology of Sherlock Holmes and then found that there was a, a longer one and read it, and it's good. Cool, cool. That's all. Yeah, well, you had more stuff about to say than I did, so I'll just say I read that recently, and it's also good. I enjoyed it. I had never read Sherlock Holmes before, so it was cool. Um, what I'm what I'm currently reading right now is uh, Foucault's Pendulum by Umberto Eco. Mm. Uh, See, we're rounding the bend finally. Of we've got Nick with re- decently old uh, genre fiction, then me with like turn of the century genre fiction, <laughs> and then you with indecipherable modern fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. We're so, covering all the bases here. Yeah, of, three of them anyway. Of sort of <laughs> pretentious, but still fictional novels. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Nick didn't have some crazy historical text. Yeah, well, I'm I'm reading. Yeah, do I'm, st- I'm, I'm just finishing up Team of uh, Team of Rivals. Oh, okay, as well. cool. Nice. So, yeah, that was good. But that's not. Uh, um, that's not like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, for Cultsmental, I got I gotta get this get this quickly. Um, 
it's a novel by Umberto Eco. It's sort of it's interesting. It's it's definitely the the precursor to the garbage like Dan Brown. Uh, what is that thing? Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Uh, that kind of stuff. It's it's you know this came out in the eighties, and it's definitely the stuff that that inspired Dan Brown or inspired the people who inspired Dan Brown. That weird religious conspiracy stuff. Except what's interesting about Foucault's Pendulum is that, and I'm not finished with the book yet, so I'm not entirely sure what's what's going on yet. But it seems like it might all the conspiracy stuff might be entirely fictional, even within the context of this fictional book, which is which is really interesting because all the Dan Brown stuff sort of says, oh, this is actually it's this true, true this true mm-hmm. thing that yeah. you know you're, that he's discovered or whatever. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was a really hilarious interview that I read with Umberto Eco in the New York Times Magazine a few months ago, where someone asked him about the comparisons to to Dan Brown and he's like, oh, well, actually, Dan Brown is basically a character from my book for called Pendulum who actually believes in all this bullshit. <laughs> so, that was pretty funny. Um, but I, the reason I'm reading this is because I, the, the book I read previously to this was The Name of the Rose, which is also by Emberti Uko and that's uh, awesome. Like, I can't recommend this highly enough. I enjoyed that one even more than I'm currently enjoying Foucault's Pendulum. It's set in a medieval, medieval abbey and it's about almost a Sherlock Holmes-like monk <laughs> who who investigates these weird murders that that keep cropping up it's really really awesome um that's all i'm going to say about these so i don't drag this out any further and now back to video games yeah fuck books (laughs) (laughs) why would you read a fucking lame ass book when you can blow off a dude's head in a video game that's what i want to know why read a book when Uh, you can please please write in to questions at thumbs.net with your answer to that question tell us how you would turn the martian chronicles into a first person shooter (laughs) exactly um the, the Idle Thumbs Book Corner was sponsored by Electronic Arts, Dante's yeah. Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Someone wrote in a... Uh, uh, I, I don't have the link to this off the top of my head, but someone wrote in linking to a Flash game that is like a platformer that constructs itself based on text. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Was that... I, th- I think that was an Armor Games game. Yeah, I think it was. The Achievement Unlocked guys. Right. Oh, okay. But if, yeah, it forces you to read by just you have to touch every letter of every word by one. Is that or what every about? every word, not every letter. That's but right. Just, yeah, you you basically just creates a Mario style platformer with all the ground and obstacles being being sentences from like a book or a poem or a short story or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of great actually. It was actually you, surprisingly you, it does, cool. You just end up reading stuff that you yeah. wouldn't have otherwise read. Right. Um, it obviously lends itself better to poems than anything else, but it, yeah, it's, but it was there is cool. there is some short fiction in it. If I if I find this, I'll put it in the, the DLC thread on the forums. All right, Magnus Killingberg writes, "Greetings, th- this might be the last email. Greetings. Greetings, thumbs. Love the show, you guys rock, etc." So I was sitting here bored and decided to listen to an old episode. Some random selection later, the one with the song titled "You Got to Use the Kid to Kill That Old Snake" came on, and it was catchy. Like. I was marveled how I marveled at how catchy it was. My question to you, Chris, is: Are these th- songs you've done for Idle Thumbs distractions, or do you have a background in music? Uh, my apologies if you covered this before. We probably haven't. Hugs and no kisses, Magnus. Uh, yeah, I was a music major in college, and I play some instruments. And that's really all there uh, I have to say about that. <laughs> can we do? The, can we read the survival horror? Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, so yes, I do have a music degree for whatever good that, does, forever, whatever good for that does me. But also, yes, also it is simultaneously a random abstraction. I keep meaning to do more songs, but it takes a long time and I always forget. Um, you need to read this because I, I fear that I'll accidentally read it all instead of truncate it Chris style. Okay. So <laughs> Wes Martin writes, Hey thumbs, I've got a thing to share with you guys and I'd like to know if this ever happened to you. 
uh, I was playing the Professor Layton, the new Professor Layton game, and I've I've noticed that any puzzle that provides the answer hidden in the picture terrifies me. This has happened more than once and a few times with the first game. Um, the last puzzle in which I was terrified is puzzle sixty-one. I don't know what that is. Uh, you have to pick a hotel from a choice of four buildings, and there's no clue, just the appearance of the choice. Uh, he says, I had no idea how to do this, so I used the first hint, which was study the four buildings, and the answer will present itself. It was at this point my stomach dropped into my feet, and I was consumed by hysterical fear. This happens every time I come across a puzzle in which the answer itself is hidden. I even had to turn the light in my house on. I was horrified there was something in my house that had been staring me in the face, and I just couldn't see it. The second hint did little to quell my fears. Say, upon second glance, one of these buildings has the word hotel written on it. Do you see it? No, the word hotel was not a sign. The individual letters were hidden in doorways and window frames. Have any of you guys played the series, and did you experience a similar feeling, or am I just weird? Wes Martin, the guy who dreamt of bad dudes. So, <laughs> so this guy might be this a crazy guy might person. have that's something awesome. going wrong upstairs but, <laughs> well, i don't know but that's okay but yeah this the the subject of this email was horrifying experience in non-horror games and it's it's i'm i was excited about this email because i it's such an awesome idea but i actually don't really have anything to say about it i i can't remember being freaked out by a, a non-freaky game do you have one nick i have one but it's about a game that we can't talk about yet what oh, what what game can we not talk about yet that is no what game we can't talk about yet I I don't think I do. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's that is depressing. Uh, You're killing me. I know it's it's a good example too. Oh, Horrif- thanks. That's helpful. Horrifying moments. Uh, uh, God, Defcon actually is starting. Oh man, Defcon. Right yeah, that is a. But that game was supposed to do that to you, was it? I because I wasn't. It's not I wasn't, like Professor Layton. Yeah, but it wasn't a horror game. I wasn't that's afraid. True. I wasn't. I wasn't chilled to the bone by the concept. It was. It was like the presentation oh of that God, game is totally are... supposed to make you uncomfortable, though. I yeah. guess when when yeah. a little text on so screen it has with to be no sound a... cue tells you exactly how many millions of people you've just killed. God it is pretty it. creepy, yeah. Oh. I suppose that's not the part that scares me, though. It's oh, when what part scares it's you? When it's nuclear launch detected? I guess that also in oh, StarCraft. That's, that's, that's the also fog of war strategy thing, where it's like, oh Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. yeah, oh my God, yeah, yeah. That's that's scary. That does scare me, actually. I, I do get really stressed out by um, by by strategy games like that, where suddenly you realize how screwed you are. That happened to me a couple times playing against you, Nick, at BlizzCon. I'm trying to think, oh, of, right, yeah. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a StarCraft moment I've just, where I've just come across an image in something that freaks me out, even though it's I not don't supposed think I've, to. I don't think I've had that. Like, ever? No, well, no. no, well it's certainly, probably in my life, I don't think in a video game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Because um, I, th- I feel like most video games that do that are probably doing it on purpose. I feel, I, right, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. I feel, like it, I feel like it has happened to me before in video games. And probably because, like this guy, my brain occasionally decides to go insane well, and sometimes make me scared. I've, I've heard you see spiders when there are none. <laughs> that part, was, that was a weird, insane, insane thing. But uh, yeah. you know, sometimes there's a spider. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know. Yeah, I think what yeah what he's talking about is is not really. I mean, what I would go to are like moments of tension, but those right. are that's not really applicable. Yeah, to what I mean, he's talking about like he's talking about something about, that actually like, jumps out and scares or, you. Or, that, no, he's talking about Professor Layton, like just a picture of four hotels making his mind. Well, that's what have, I mean. Like a panic attack or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever. I honestly don't think I've had an experience like that before. That's interesting, though. I, I mean, mean if anyone reading this, yeah, feel with your ears, questions at idlethumbs.net. Yeah, please share. Yeah. All right. Because On that rousing note, are we? <laughs> yeah. Are we wrapping it up? So hopefully, right now the pyramid head sound will blast into <laughs> yeah. this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or pyramid head. Oh, <laughs> oh shit!
Yes, hello there. I'm not sure if I've got the right phone number. Uh, I'm trying to get information about Proposition 55. Uh, that's the proposition that would legalize same-sex marriage uh, for wizards. Uh, I'm very much opposed to wizard marriage, and I was told if I dialed 55 wizard no, uh, I could voice that opposition. Now, uh, I'll go and message didn't exactly have a lot of information, uh, but it did say something about wizards, so I guess I got the right place. Uh, like I said, I'm very much opposed to wizard marriage. I got nothing against wizards personally, and, uh, you know, what people do within the confines of their own citadel, that's their business, but uh, I just think it's a slippery slope. You know, uh, you allow wizards to marry, what's next? You could have people marrying uh, minotaurs and centaurs. And what you got, you got minotaurs marrying centaurs. What's that get you? I mean, I, I suppose it gets you a child that's one quarter horse and, what, one quarter bull. Uh, I, I'm not very good at fractions. Uh, I do know there's a lot of livestock in that child. But uh, I just wanted to call and voice my support to what you're doing there at 55 Wizard No. And uh, just want to tell you, you're doing good work there. Uh, you know, it's important work what you're doing, protecting the sanctity of marriage, protecting it from wizards. Y'all have a good day. Hey, you want to talk about Spider? We can talk about Spider. We got plenty of shit to talk about. Fucking done. Idle Thumbs. Ready? Go. This is Idle Thumbs. Spider horse balls. Ejaculate. <laughs> Hey, wizard. You better watch. Nah, this ain't going anywhere. Guys, just delete this.